Welcome to the Brighter Web Podcast, your go-to source for insights, news, and trends in the world of digital marketing. In this episode, we're diving into the fascinating topic of artificial intelligence and its impact on the digital marketing landscape. Robert, wait, what was that? That's not our normal intro. That wasn't our normal intro, Mickey. Thanks for noticing. That intro was written by our good friend, ChatGPT. Nice. Very good. That's an interesting way to start one about AI, is having AI write the intro for us. It did a pretty good job. That's right, yeah. yeah. We've, we've also had ChatGPT uh, write a blog post about AI marketing, and we'll obviously unpack what that really means and what ChatGPT is, but yeah, you know, we're just, we're just letting the robots do all the work for us on yeah, this podcast. let them take over. Perfect. Yeah, you know, so uh, that's what we're talking about today, the future of marketing, which if, you know, all the trends and the buzz are to be believed, artificial intelligence is going to have a big role in, so... Why are people so jazzed up and excited about artificial intelligence? So yeah, lately it's, it's doing a couple things that are interesting. One, it's making hard tasks easier. Like instead of having to write an intro, we can have it do it for us. But certainly that expands to bigger scales with papers and research and that sort of stuff, which has its downsides. We'll talk about that later too. It's kind of fun. I mean, you've written some amazing prompts for these that just create weird stories and stuff. We'll talk about that too. And then there's some really amazing use cases you can use in education and other places. I have a friend that has been in the special ed world for a decade, and he has a lot of his students that you know might be in eighth grade but read at a second grade reading level, and they don't care about reading even at that. And so if he can tell ChatGPT, write 500 words about the Civil War at a second grade reading level in the style of The Rock, suddenly you have this kid that's a big fan of The Rock that can read about the Civil War in text that he understands and gets them more jazzed about learning, and you could have custom writing like that for your entire classroom in a matter of minutes that's all tailored to them about whatever the subject is. I don't know anyone's doing that yet, but there's those sorts of things that could be fantastic if if things go the right way. Right. Yeah. You mentioned that it, it's fun, which I agree that it is. My, it is. <laughs> most of the time that I spend with ChatGPT and some of these other AI tools is just trying to get them to make me laugh, mm-hmm. which obviously they don't know. It's a computer program. It doesn't know what's funny or not, but I'm simply coming up with just the most outlandish things off the top of my head and it dutifully responds and, and you know does a great job of filling this thing out, but I'm just laughing because it's such a ridiculous thing, but it Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it has to create this response for us. And so, yeah, there's all these weird psychological and sociological, I don't know, it's, it's almost like this weird experiment of between us humans and, and computers. <laughs> is, yeah. So, um, yeah, but, but in the terms of digital marketing, because that's the topic of this podcast, there's so many different directions we could go with artificial intelligence and whether or not we should be worried about it or not. But anyway, what, what does it have to do when it comes to digital marketing? How is artificial intelligence in, go, going to impact marketing and our day-to-day jobs. Yeah, in mostly bad ways, I would have to say. (laughs) But there's certainly some good things you can do. Like we've used it a little bit to generate ideas and topics. Like give me 10 ideas for a blog post about the Civil War or, you know, whatever. And it can can generate topics for you. And then hopefully you could write it, but it could write it for you too. And you have some downsides there. Same with images. You know, we'll talk about some tools there. You can have images made automatically with AI in a matter of seconds. I was showing it to a friend yesterday. So we made Kermit the Frog playing a guitar in the style of Vincent Van Gogh. And it Dutifully did, did what it was supposed to do, just do ridiculous things. And video is not too far behind where you can say, make a video clip about such and such, and it will just make it. So like I said, it's great for helping generate ideas. It, I've already seen a lot of companies that are putting out blog posts that are completely written by ChatGPT. And I heard a story today that in the last couple of weeks, Amazon has over 200 new books that are at least partially credited to ChatGPT, writing the book or assisting with the book. And that's the ones that admitted it, because you don't have to say that. So there's undoubtedly thousands of books out there already that use this to do it. And that's that's impact marketing in a a pretty negative way. But there's other sides, too, like stock images. You know, we talk about generating images. Rather than us having to go and find stock images to fit and find one that's good enough, 
in theory, we could tell it to make the perfect stock image. You know, send, make a picture of three guys standing at a whiteboard with equations on the board and the sun coming in the window and, you know, have your stock images ready to go, which for the world of marketing is fantastic. For the stock image companies and people that rely on that, it's less fantastic. But so a lot of interesting ways it could impact us in the coming years. Absolutely. It's wild how quickly we're able to do things at scale now with this. Like you said, oh, creating, sure. creating all this type of content that would take a lot of expertise and a lot of time to be able to generate now is at the snap of a finger can be created by a computer. And so you can you know sit there for an hour and create a hundred blog posts just by inputting something into to an AI function like this. So uh, we've mentioned several of the different tools that are out there right now. And obviously, maybe by the time this podcast even releases, that will have changed. But as yes. of the recording right now at the beginning of uh, February 2023, what are some of the most popular AI tools that are that are floating on the market today? Yes, yeah, so the two big ones are ChatGPT, which we mentioned. So it's chat and then the letters GPT. If you just Google that, it'll come up and it's it's got a free tier. You can go and just play with it. For images, the one I like is DAL-E, D-A-L-L-E. And that's, again, a free one to make images based on text you say. And then interestingly, the hot search engine the last couple weeks has been Bing because Bing is integrating what? stuff with, <laughs> with ChatGPT. They've invested billions in them. And now I'm not quite in the beta. I've applied for it. So hopefully in the, the 10 days since we recorded this and you're hearing it, I've gotten in. But Bing has a beta that people are just blown away by where you can just have a conversation with Bing and, and get a lot of great answers because... The big drawback, as it were, to ChatGPT is its data set is from 2021 and earlier, whereas mm-hmm. Bing's data set is like from the last hour and earlier. Like it's almost real time with some of the answers it can give. And that's going to be exciting. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, ChatGPT and Dolly are probably the two most mainstream ones that are a good place to start. But there's dozens, if not hundreds or thousands of different tools coming out all the time. And those two that you mentioned, I think, are both part of the OpenAI project. Correct. Is that right? Yes, Which I think are. is a nonprofit. And, and that's one of the reasons why those are kind of two at the cutting edge. But Obviously, companies like Microsoft and Google, and we're seeing like Facebook roll out certain things with AI. Yeah. Notion is Notion a tool did, that we yeah. use, has some AI functionality. So we're going to see it start to bleed into like almost every digital tool that we use over time just because, yeah, I mean, it's becoming so much more prevalent and, and so much faster and cheaper to do things. Oh, yeah. Um, so what are kind of some of the pros and cons of AI? What are, what are the strengths that we can see and what are some of the limitations uh, when it comes to using artificial intelligence? So the strengths I think we've, we've kind of seen already, just the incredible amounts of data it can it can parse through in seconds and get you results. I mean, it, it kind of reminds me of the early days of Google. We say, wow, they just searched through 10 million web pages and got an answer for me in half a second. It's the same kind of thing with searching through hundreds of millions of pieces of information and writing this seemingly coherent thought coming back to it almost instantly. It's, it's mind-blowing. But the other side where it gets interesting, and it's getting a little beyond my depth, but this isn't really artificial intelligence. The best way I've heard it explained is that it's really just predicting the next word. It kind of figures out the direction it needs to go and just kind of predicts based on all these other words out there what the next word should be in the sentence and kind of just keeps stumbling on the next word. But I've heard it said that's basically what humans do. Like we're always trying to come up with the next word to say to finish our sentences <laughs> and it's not all that different. But so it's not as smart as it seems to be. It's, most of the AI tools are overconfident too. They say, this is the answer. And it may or may not be, but it's going to be real confident in telling you what it is. Sure. So. And, and we're pretty comfortable and familiar with that predictive text with, you know, our text messaging on right. our phones. We, you know, have had that for a few years now at least. And so we're familiar with that type of kind of low level AI. Right. And I mean, yeah, the, the new tools out there certainly seem a lot more intelligent. They seem a lot more like computer learning. And there may be a degree to that, but yeah, it's a lot of it is just predictive stuff and scraping a lot of different pieces on the internet. And it's funny, you also mentioned, you kind of compared this to Google back in kind of the early days. Right. And a lot of people are seeing, are, are asking the question, like, is this going to replace search? 
right? Mm-hmm. Because rather than just going to Google and saying, hey, what was that movie that Val Kilmer was in? And that they're just going to type that into the chat function and say, right. hey, what, remind me what that movie that Val Kilmer was in. And they're going to say, oh, it was it was that Batman movie that you, you know, right. remembering from the, the 90s. And you're like, oh, yeah, thanks, thanks, GPT. I don't right. have to go to Google to search through links for it. Right. And you already have that a little bit with some of the home devices, Alexa and some of those where sure. you can ask questions like that. But I think those will be infused with more of this very soon. So you can say, what are the top 10 places I should visit while I'm in Atlanta? And it'll... Versus giving you a list of, here's all the sites that have top 10 lists. It'll just say, no, here's the top 10 we think they are. You should you know, go check out the aquarium and the Coke Museum and just kind of work its way through a list. All, I'm excited for what it's going to be with our, with our voice assistants because it should tie into those pretty quickly, I would think, and make them a whole lot better. Yeah, there's a crazy ecosystem of the Internet of Things already, and you give it a little bit more intelligence, and it just <laughs> it soups up everything to a whole different level. Yep, for sure. So I think one of the other things that anytime we mention artificial intelligence, I mean, even decades ago when, when some of these ideas started to kind of float around uh, with the advent of computers is, should we be scared of this? Like, are the robots going to take over? There's a, so many science fiction stories and books and movies about this. So, you know, is, is this the dawn of the singularity? Or, or is this just a nice, helpful tool that we don't need to be worried about? It's non-threatening. Yeah, that, that's the big question for sure. I think what we'll see in the coming years is, be, again, this isn't AI, and that is predicting the next word, but they're adding more data sets to it, getting more computer, computing power behind it. So we'll see it get better and better, but not necessarily any smarter in reality. It's still going to be just a prediction engine. So I think we'll have to have another fundamental shift in how it works to really see things change. But yes, we're scared of it. I'm scared of it just as I, I like what we do. I like the digital marketing the way it is. I like, I like knowing where things are. And we're about to have a glut of well, spam emails that we've talked about in various episodes and spam web pages. Just so much stuff is bubbling up because of the ease of use that it's going to kind of dilute things and make for a different way to sift through all the junk to get there. Um, yeah, we already see human written text becoming flooded with AI generated text and Amazon is. And yeah, I don't like any of that, but it's coming. And so we're going to deal with it and do the best we can. Going out a decade, it's, it's so hard to say where it's going to go there. But again, I know for sure that we're going to have more computing power behind it soon. So the images will get sharper. And the problem with videos, like generating a text-based video, the logic's there. It's just so much computing power. But that's going to take care of itself just because it always does with Moore's Law. You know, every couple of years we double computing power. So that'll take care of it. I suspect in a few years I could say something ridiculous like, make me a 10-minute show where Tom Hanks is dressed as a firefighter and he fights Jennifer Lopez for control of the moon or just something ridiculous. And it'll make a... 10-minute movie, <laughs> it'll write up the script, and it'll do the video, and I'll see Tom Hanks' face and all that. It's, it's going to be amazing to see what comes out of that and how much more we can appreciate human-generated stuff, or if this stuff becomes as good as human-generated stuff, then that's really a weird place to be. That so. sounds like another Oscar win for Tom Hanks. There right you there go. Perfect. Is what that is. <laughs> so I think the only appropriate way to end this conversation, because it's dawned on me as we're recording, is to have ChatGPT also write the outro. Okay. So while you were talking... That's what I told it to do. And so <laughs> right. without further ado, here's the outro from our friend ChatGPT. That's all for this episode of the Brighter Web Podcast. We hope you found our discussion on the role of AI in digital marketing insightful and thought-provoking. We'd like to thank you for listening to us, and we encourage our listeners to continue the conversation on social media using the hashtag TheBrighterWebPodcast. And don't forget to tune in to our future episodes for more insights and updates on the world of digital marketing. Until next time, stay curious and keep exploring the brighter side of the web.